uh, we'll just read one verse here in Luke chapter 15, and uh, we'll look at this story. Look down at verse number uh, 17, if you would. Luke chapter 15 and verse number 17. And the Bible says, and when he, speaking, this is speaking, of course, of the prodigal son, uh, it said, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. I'm thankful for verse number 17 there where it said he came to himself. He came to himself. How many, how many folks have lived in sin their whole life and never came to themselves? I've been uh, around a little bit, not real long, but I've been in church my whole life and I've watched people uh, my whole life go in and out of church and, and have went out in, in sin and, and their life is just ruined. I'm thinking of a young man right now just a year older than I am. His life is in shambles. Uh, his, his family, is, he's got kids with three different women. He's been in jail. Uh, he's uh, lived with his mother, lived in her basement, lived here and yonder, all over the place, and his life is just in shambles. Yeah. I've had him come and stand in my driveway and cry tears and, and say, I just wish I had uh, what you had. I wish I could go back. And, and, and I tell him, I said, look, you can't change, undo what you've done. Uh, where you are right now is all you have. You, you have to go from this point forward and, and live for the Lord. You know, uh, Paul talks about when uh, in, in the book of Acts, it talks about a storm there. And he told them after that storm had come, he said, now look, you guys should have listened to me and, and not uh, loose from Crete. He said, you shouldn't have went. There's going to be much danger. And listen, a lot of folks have lived their lives that way. They, they, they get out and they don't listen to the man of God. They don't listen to the preaching of the word of God. They don't listen to their parents and they find themselves in troubled waters and their life is uh, being destroyed and, and everything else. And, and, and afterwards, they may have thought, boy, I should have listened. I should have listened. And, and this young man, I find him in the hog pen here fit, wanting to fill himself with the husk that the swine did eat. And the Bible says in verse 17 that he came to himself. It's almost like a light goes off and, and, it's, and it dawns on him what it was like when he was at home. It really wasn't that bad. It's a whole lot better off where I was than where I am. And I'm thankful that he came to himself and I'm thankful for all the prodigals that have come back. Some of you parents are here tonight that are still praying for some folks that are away from the Lord and you're still praying for your children and I'm hoping they come back and I pray with you that they'll come back and we'll rejoice in the day that they do come back. But there's some young people here that you've not experienced that and you've not gone away. And maybe you tonight could come to yourself sitting on a church pew. Maybe it could dawn on you before uh, you find yourself in the hog pen before some things that could go wrong in your life. And, and, I, uh, and, and boy, what a good thing that would be. I want to give you five things real fast, all right? I got just a few more minutes here. I got two, two minutes per, all right? So here we go. Uh, I, this boy, I wish he would have came to himself. I'm thankful he came to himself. Don't misunderstand me. But I wish he came to himself before some things. Number one, I wish he came to himself before he got what he wanted. Look at verse number 11. And a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the portions of good that falleth to me, and divided unto him his living. Yes. Now here this young man was. He came to his father, and, 
And if you know anything about this time period, he's, he's almost telling his father, I just wish you were already dead. I just wish you'd go ahead and give me what's mine. I wish you'd go ahead and just, I know I'm gonna have it one day, but why don't you go ahead and let me have it now? Young men, young ladies, listen, there's some things that God is gonna give you one day that's in that timing, in his timing, will be good for you. But if you got it now, it wouldn't be good for you. You wouldn't know how to handle it. You wouldn't know how to, how, uh, uh, how to control it. You, you don't need everything that your parents have. As the preacher said this morning, you don't need everything your grandparents have. Uh, I don't need everything that some older folks here have, but, and God may give those to me, but I don't have to have it now. A lot of people waste their life and a lot of people mess up their lives trying to get everything now, trying to get everything now. We got young people running around with cell phones and computers and televisions in their their houses and listen, it's gonna mess them up. It's gonna mess them up. My wife and I were riding today and we were talking about uh, 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 an idea that I had in my mind uh, one time about having a youth service or something like that. And she told me this. She said this to me. She said, uh, uh, she read somewhere that young people, that teenagers, they don't go anywhere anymore. Used to, when we was kids, it was, you had to go out and be with your friends. You know, sitting at home was boring. Now young people sit up in their room with their phone. It's all about social media. Their life is about what they can post online and what they can say. And you can't get nobody to go anywhere anymore. And listen, what it is is they want everything now. It's the now generation. Let me have it now, now, now. But you don't need everything right now. What you need is a Bible. What you need is a prayer closet. What you need is a mom and dad. We got enough young people running around wanting friends and everything else. And I'm not against friends, but you need parents more than you need friends. You need, it, you need influences more than you need a, 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 a bosom buddy. Are you listening to me? We, need, we don't need everything right now. You don't need a girlfriend. You don't need a boyfriend. You need a parent. You need, a, you need somebody that will teach you and show you uh, 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 how to live and, and with what you got. This young man came to himself, and I'm thankful for it, but he got what he wanted. The Bible says that his father divided unto him his living. Number two, I wish he'd have got, I wish he'd have came to himself before he went to the far country. Amen. The Bible says there that he divided on his living. and it wasn't many days after the younger man, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. Into a far country. We homeschool our children and many of you do as well or send them to our Christian school here and that's a good thing. One of the things I hear often about homeschooling, and you know the argument, well, what are they going to do when they get out in the world? What are they going to do? You can't shelter them all their lives. What are they going to do when they get out in the world? Well, I tell them this all the time. Every time they ask me that, I'll say, well, I don't plan my kids getting out in the world. I'm not looking for my children to ever go out into the world. I'm looking forward to stay in church, stay around the word of God, stay around the things of God. I'm not looking for them to go into the world. But I know, listen, I'm not ignorant of the fact that one day they'll get a job and have to go out into what we call the world. But I'm not looking for, this is not what that young man did. He didn't just go get a job. He left his father, left all the things that he was taught and went out into a far country, went far away from everything that he was taught and tried to shun everything. Listen, you know, there's nothing out there that you ever want. I promise you that. 
There's nothing out there that you ever need. I've been a youth, I was a youth pastor for 10 years and I talked to teenagers eyes of blue in the face and I begged them and cried with them and pleaded with them and I watched them stand in my kitchen and I tell them, now look, here's what's gonna happen. I've noticed you've been slipping from coming to church. I noticed you missed Sunday school. I noticed you weren't at our youth meeting. Where you been? And, and, and I'll, I'll tell them, they just say, well, you're just so mean. You're so hard. You're so, why do you keep on harping? And I'll tell them, this is what's gonna happen. This is where you're gonna go. And, and you know what? Sure enough, what happened? They just went right down that line and there they went. I've watched them over and over and over. Some of you young men just got your driver's license or are about to get your driver's license. You're feeling an experience of freedom. You're gonna get a job and, and those things. If you're not careful, you, you, you need to stay right where you're at and if you're not careful, you'll get that freedom and you'll go out into the far country. And I promise you, there's nothing out there that you want. There's nothing out there that you need. There's nothing out there that's good for you. There's, uh, don't let the world tell you that, hey, come on and we'll have fun. Yeah, you'll have fun and end up destroying your life. He went to a far country. Then he wasted his substance. The Bible says there that he went in the far country and there in the far country he wasted his substance with Riotous living. God has talented some of our young people and God has given you gifts and abilities and if you're not careful, you'll take those abilities and, that, and those treasures that God has given you, your purity and your clean mind and, your, and all that innocence about you. You'll go out into the far country and you'll waste it all with righteous living. You just give it all away and with righteous living. And one day you may come to yourself and you'll wish to God that you've never done those things that you've done. Listen, you're not looking at somebody that doesn't know what he's talking about. I've been there. I know what my life has been like if I hadn't chosen some things in my past. I, I won't get up here and brag on sin, but I'll tell you this. I know the world has nothing, nothing to offer you and I. You'll waste your substance. You'll waste the gifts. You'll waste the talent. You'll waste the ability. You'll waste the energy that God's given you. Give your life to him now as a youth. The Bible says, remember now in the days of thy youth, thy creator, before the evil day comes. And listen, right now, what energy, what, well, uh, I'm sure Brother Barnes could stand and tell you how that he wished he could give his life as a young man to the Lord. I, knew, I know men that had gotten saved at, 39 years of age, the age I am now. One of the men that had the greatest impact in my life. He's dead and in heaven now, but he would tell the story. He said, I was 39 years of age sitting in my home, minding my own business. He said, I have my refrigerator full of wine, liquor, and beer. He said, I just got out of prison and I had a bet on a ball game. He talked about a man by the name of Ewan Hart that came by his home and knocked on his door and told him about Christ. And he said, I bowed my head and prayed and asked the Lord to save me and he changed my life. Amen. He's the same age. He was the same age I am now. Yeah. And when I knew him, he was up in his uh, early 60s. He died in his 70s. I knew him all my life. And he would tell us, I remember going on trips with him to, to Mexico. I remember uh, I was the only teenager in the van. We'd get in and, and a bunch of older men and myself, we went down to Mexico, 24-hour drive. Round the clock, they took us. And old Brother Franklin was sitting there and he would tell us, my youth pastor was there and he, he had a testimony, something like Brother Lyons and raised in a Christian home, never took alcohol, never, uh, never smoked a cigarette, never took drugs, just saved and lived a Christian life his whole life, saved as a young boy. Yeah. Myself, I was saved as a teenager and of course raised in church and not proud of all the things I've done, but a lot of things I could have done, but God spared me a lot of that. 
But I remember him sitting there, Brother Franklin, in his 60s, saved at 39 years of age. And I've been on visitation with him, hear the stories of all the things that he had done. And he'd tell us with tears in his eyes, he'd say, I'd give everything I own if I could go back and get saved at an early age like you. He said, I'd give everything I ever had if I could just give my life as a young man to the Lord. If I could just tell, if I could stand and say I was seven years of age when I got saved, he said, I can't tell that. He'd talk about how that he'd run hard for the devil all those years and he'd want to run hard, just as hard for the rest of his life for the Lord and he did just that. He died right, but he had wasted his early years. And this young man wasted, he wasted his substance, the Bible says, with righteous living. And I'm glad he came to himself. We all see that in the party that was thrown and, the, and how the father fall on his neck and kissed him. And listen, if you go away and you come back, this preacher and others will stand and praise God and, and kiss your neck. But listen, you don't have to leave. You don't have to waste your life. You can be the one that says, I've given my life to the Lord and I've served him all the days of my life. You stood in this choir Wednesday night and you sang, I was born to serve the Lord and that was just it. You're born not to live for this world. You're not born for the things of this world. You're born to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Give him your life and serve him. Oh, help us to have young people and I'm glad we do. Every one of you, just give your whole life to the Lord. Don't waste a second of it on this world. Don't waste a second. He wasted his substance with righteous living. Not only that, but he spent all that he had. The Bible says in verse 14, when he had spent all, there rose a mighty famine in that land and began to be in want. You'll find yourself one day in sin, but you'll spend it all. It will take you and waste you and use you And you'll find yourself one day at the bottom. At the bottom. You'll find yourself there. I promise you that. Stood with a man just back here the other day and he talked about how that sin destroyed a loved one. And how it just took him out and destroyed him. And that's what sin will do. You've heard the old cliche, but it's more than a cliche. Sin will take you further than you ever meant to go. It'll cost you more than you ever meant to pay. It'll make you stay a little longer than you ever meant to stay. And I'm telling you, sin is not worth messing with. You'll end up spending all that you have and you'll find yourself at the bottom. I've never been in my life. The Bible, David said, I was young and now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. I never met a, a, a child of God that ever hit rock bottom. Are you listening? I'm talking about one that serves God. Oh, they may have found themselves in deep despair and sadness and heartache, but they've always had a hand to hang on to. They've always had a church to go to. They always had somebody praying for them. They've always had somebody that will come alongside them and encourage them. You won't find that in the world. You won't find that in sin. You'll find yourself on rock bottom and you'll find yourself in the depths of despair where you don't know which way to turn. You don't know which way's up and, and you'll be without anything and you'll be in want. That's where sin will take us. Oh, but thank God for the, the, uh, the life that God can give us and we can live for him in this world and not, 
not have to serve ourselves. He gave all. Well, my time is up. You sure? I got one more. All right. I'm glad he came to himself. He spent all. I wish he'd came to himself before he got what he wanted. Before he went into the far country. Before he wasted his substance. Before he spent all and before, I've already messed all over this one, but before he found that the world would not give him anything. Look at it with me. See, what if went and joined himself to a citizen of that country? What country? That far country. He sent him into the fields to feed his swine. He fainted, filled his belly with the husk the swine did eat. Notice now, and no man gave unto him. No man gave unto him. I'm sure this young man, when he had that substance, when he had all that that the father had divided unto him, when he had all that money and that ability to provide for others to have a good time, the friends that he had around him, I could imagine. I can imagine how the world just was drawn to him. How everybody lifted him up and how everybody patted him on the back and how everybody said, that's the guy you want to be around. That's the fun guy. I mean, that's the guy that has all the money. We can go to his house and party. We can go to his house and enjoy a good time of pleasure. And long as he had the ability and the means to provide for others, they were around. But you'll find this in the world as soon as you begin to be in want. As soon as you desire, as soon as you find yourself in need, you better realize that the world will leave you high and dry. I preach in jail. I've been preaching in jail since I was 17 years of age. Probably wasn't even supposed to go back the first time I preached. And listen, you can preach just as hard as you want to in jail to those men. You can tell them how much sin will destroy their life and they'll sit there and nod their head in agreement. And they'll say, oh yes, I know that. And you can talk about friends, how they'll leave you high and dry and every one of them will say, oh yeah, I know about that. I've never, listen, I don't know many people that just go out in deep dark sin on their own. Oh, Amnon, he, he had a sister who, who was very fair and beautiful to look up on. The Bible said he thought it hard to do anything unto her. He had a conscience. But the Bible says in the book of Samuel that Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, and Jonadab was a very subtle man. And that friend led Amnon into some sin that ended up destroying his whole family, destroying his whole life. You better be careful who you buddy up with. Listen, you go out and get a job somewhere in this world, you better be careful hanging around those people. You better get your mind set on your job. You better get your mind set on whatever you're doing and just do that task and go home. Don't get in there and buddy, buddy around and pal around. Listen, I worked on a factory floor line for two and a half years. I watched several marriages just bust up right there, just standing there. Listen, some of you older folks, you work in a factory somewhere, you better go in and shoot your screws and, and, and put on whatever it is you're putting on and not talk to those around you and just focus on your job and get out of there and go home and kiss your wife and, 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 and hug her and say, hey, I, I'm glad to be home and listen, because you'll destroy yourself with that kind of thing. And listen, I'm saying to you, those friends that you hang around with those friends they'll do everything they can to have fun with you as long as the means are provided but when they have to provide the means for you 
you'll find yourself to be in want. You'll find yourself without. And here he was, being in want. No man giving unto him. But he came to himself. He came to himself. And he realized, you know, my father's house. Hired servants. They have bread enough to spare. Hired servants are clothed better than I am. Hired servants are sleeping in beds tonight. Hired servants are filling their bellies with good food. Hired servants are being treated with respect and with dignity. And here I am in a hog pen. Here I am filling myself with this uh, slop that hogs eat. And he got up and rose and went to his father's house. And I'm telling you tonight, if you're in the hog pen, if you went away, maybe tonight you can come to yourself and say, look at my, look where I am. I'm, I'm in the hog pen of this world. I'm in the slop of this world. Won't you come and get right with God tonight? You may be in the mindset of I want some things in my life. I, I want to get better and, and, and maybe even middle-aged folks. Listen, I find myself that way. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself thinking, I need this, I need that, I need it now. And you'll go out and you'll work four or five different jobs to try to get money to buy certain items and buy certain things and you'll lose the things that God gave you. Some of us parents need to wake up and realize what we have before we lose them. I got young children. I preacher every time he preaches on, on parenting. I told Brother Chris today at lunch, I said, man, I hate when preacher preaches on parenting. It just, you know, preach on alcohol and, and Preach on those sins that I don't commit, you know, and, and that would help me a lot better, you know. But when he hits my road, listen, I need it. I need to come, I need to sit in that pew and every now and then ask God, God help me, come to myself. Hear the preaching of the word of God while I'm sitting here and not out yonder, but come to myself and realize, let the light come on and realize the truth. And young people, all young people, all the children in this room, every adult here, stand up every young person here. Stand up and look. Stand up and look. Your, your back's to them, but just stand up and look real quick. Look around. How many of you old, older folks would tell these young people with uplifted hand that what I'm preaching is right tonight? They need to come to themselves. They need to let the light dawn on the, you look, keep your hand up. Look, there they are. Every one of them could stand and give a testimony tonight to you about what sin will do in your life. Every one of them could stand and tell you what, what it's like in the world. You don't need it. Let the light come on now. Let it come on now. Let it come on now and say, I'm gonna serve God all the days of my life. Give him my youth now. Thank you, preacher. God bless you.